0: This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1883, why your boss will live longer than you, unless, of course, you take my advice, and the biggest predictor of your happiness, both by Stella Grisant of WUPA.com, and I'm Justin Mollock, the guy that reads to you every single day of the year, including weekends and holidays, to help you live a more meaningful and positive life. Two posts today, both from Stella of Whoopah. so let's get right to them as we optimize your life. Why Your Boss Will Live Longer Than You, unless, of course, you take my advice, by Stella Grisant of com. I just bought a new shoe rack from Bed, Bath, and Beyond and got so excited at the thought of seeing my heels all in a row, so much so that I began to laugh at just how much this meant to me. But then I hearkened back to what I learned in grad school and realized how this tidy endeavor signifies much more than my Ms. wannabe anally organizedness is actually representative of a life-threatening problem that faces everyone who has a boss. What we're talking about here, people, has been the root of wars, of struggle, of heartache, physical and emotional, and of premature death for as long as we can remember, or at least since the famous 1967 Whitehall study proved it so. What we're talking about here, people, is the desire for control. According to the two very famous studies, Whitehall One and Whitehall Two. One's rank in class, status, or hierarchy at work or in life have a dramatic influence on lifespan. Who do you think lives longer, a busy CEO or her secretary? I guess my post title gives it away, but keep listening. According to the Whitehall Studies, which examined 18,000 male civil servants in 1967, and then over 10,000 men and women 20 years later in a longitudinal study, It turns out that those in a lower rank have a morbidity rate of almost twice those who occupy higher-level positions. The higher your position, the longer you're more likely to live. Why? Wouldn't the responsibilities of a CEO cause more stress, which leads to spiked cortisol levels, which leads to cardiovascular issues? Uh, You would think. But actually, the study found that the less control you feel you have over your lot in life, the higher your level of stress. Capiche? Other studies following this theorize that perhaps it's not so much control, but maybe the anticipation of not knowing what's next. Same difference to me. So how do you live longer or just as long as your boss? Number one, outsmart yourself. Accept that you don't have control over the events in your life, because you really don't, and that the only thing you can control is your reaction and thought in regards to events that you can't control. That actually gives you lots of control. In fact, it determines about 40% of your happiness. Outsmart the power struggle. Choose your response to things that come up. Number two, create pretend pockets. So maybe you can't control the fact that your company's biggest competitor just came up with the next best thing to slice bread, that your baby cries at night, or that the train is late. But you can create pretend pockets of control. Pretend pockets of control are little things that you do for yourself to make you feel like you do actually have control in life. This could be making sure you get to the gym no matter what every morning, or it can be eating healthy, or it can be organizing your shoe closet. Number three, accept it all, but create with intention. This means accept whatever comes your way as information and an opportunity to create something new and better if what you got wasn't exactly what you wanted. For example, you thought he was the one, but getting dumped over lunch might mean he's not. Accept that. Learn from the information you gathered during the relationship and continue to intend on finding love, but the kind that actually does X, Y, and Z. This also means forgiving yourself. Like if your pretend pocket is going to the gym every morning and you don't make it this week, accept that other things got in the way and continue to intend on a healthy lifestyle. Start going again tomorrow. And now that we're all worked up, or at least I am, I'll have to write next about just how positive it is to be out of control sometimes. We'll save for later. The Biggest Predictor of Your Happiness by Stella Grisant of Wupaw.com. Hey there, I'm writing you from sunny Miami Beach on vacation with my family, my hubby, Lenore, my parents, and in-laws. Traveling with Lenore, my six-month-old daughter, certainly isn't easy or restful, and I think I'll need another vacay just to recover from this one. That said, even though I may be tired, it's weeks like these that fuel my overall happiness. In fact, according to research, that's just about true for everyone. According to John Cachopio, the author of Loneliness, Human Nature, and the Need for Social Connection, it's our relationships that are the biggest and most critical predictor of our happiness above and beyond increased pay, success, and even our health. So chew on this. Since we tend to spend more time with the people we work with than our loved ones, ask yourself, how might I better connect with those I collaborate with each day? Here are a few instant ways to enhance your relationships at work and your own happiness. Number one, instead of the standard, how are you? Ask, hey, so what's been the highlight of your day so far? This may lead to a more meaningful conversation where you discover something new about one another. Number two, next time someone does a great job, avoid just saying, great job. Instead, point out what specifically you admire about their efforts. For example, you presented with such confidence and ease. I liked how you kept your slides simple so I could just focus on your message. And number three, write an unexpected gratitude letter. If there is someone at work who you greatly appreciate, take the time to explicitly share how they impact you. This may very well be one of the most meaningful things either of you experience on the job. It can be very powerful if heartfelt. You just listened to the post titled, Why Your Boss Will Live Longer Than You, Unless, of course, You Take My Advice, and The Biggest Predictor of Your Happiness, both by Stella Grisant of Wupaw.com. And thank you to Stella. Anecdotally, it was very true for me when I did an experiment of my own, tracking my mood on a zero to 10 scale every single day for like a year or more, and then writing down short notes of what I actually did that day. When I looked back at the highest days, those were the days spent with other people for most of the day, not the mostly alone days. The days spent alone or mostly alone were always generally in the middle, like fives out of 10. Or if I was sick, then maybe a two, but ignoring health issues, Basically, they stayed average, which is okay. We can't always have eights, nines, and tens. But to get that high, in my experience, you really need to enjoy other people's company. 2020 made that extra difficult for many, but hopefully you can still find ways to connect and now have a greater appreciation for that connection and spend time curating who's in your life and helping you reach those higher mood scores. So take note of that today and this weekend. I'll leave it there for today. Hope you're having a great start to your weekend and I'll be back tomorrow